Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and today I'm really excited. We are taking a deep dive into how you believing in yourself can help you create a business with my guest, Monica Delgado. We had such a terrific pre-interview that I knew I needed to get her on the show to share her journey and her absolute conviction that she could create the business that she wanted and needed while serving others. And so about Monica, she is self-taught, self-made entrepreneur, and she is the founder of Not Only Pants. It's an apparel company designed for women of all shapes and sizes to feel confident all day from the gym to the boardroom. And they're leggings. Wait till you see them. I've, I've got a pair. They landed in my mailbox last night, and they are fantastic. And who isn't wearing leggings these days? I mean, we're not many of us are wearing business suits anymore. So when Monica is not ordering a pair of a box of chocolate strawberries, which I love, she can be found with her nose in an inspiring book, practicing one of her many languages, sipping Italian wine, or co-running the RABJJ Academy with her partner and UFC veteran, Ricardo Almeida. Monica, welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm so excited to have you here, and thank you for those leggings. They are fantastic, and I'm not kidding. I, You know, we all have leggings and sweats and things that are comfortable, and these are just, oh, my God, beautiful, which you don't really think of when you think of leggings, do you? So anyway, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And I'm very happy that you like like the leggings. And yeah, you're right. We really never think about it. I think we always thought about leggings are just made for the gym. Exactly. And, you know, these days they're not. I mean, you see them everywhere. I am glad I have to say, though, that I'm not seeing as many people wearing their pajamas out and about. Leggings are acceptable. Pajamas are not. Let's just get that out of the way. But these are... I, I can't even really describe them, but we'll go back into that a little bit later. But what I want you to do, Monica, is tell people why you created this business, because you had some body issues, you had some confidence issues, and you just about had to find a way to make sure that you were comfortable and felt good. So let's talk about your story. Yes. So I was very, always a very active girl. I always did multiple sports. I did martial arts. I did CrossFit, um, surfing, mountain bike, and I was always in good shape, always feeling confident. And then I had a car accident and it injured my back. And I spent years in physical therapy. I did epidurals, um, swimming, private, everything you can imagine to try to treat the back. And a lot of this were medications and were just stress eating and my body started changing. I started eating more than I should have eat. Uh, woman, we start getting these things in our legs that we don't feel so comfortable or the muffin top. So it was very hard for me to look at myself in the mirror and seeing my body changing and not being able to wear the clothes that I always wore. And I knew that I had to do something about it because nobody was going to take me out of that situation by myself. 
And my boyfriend gave me a pair of leggings that came from Brazil. And I love the elasticity of these leggings because they looked amazing. They shaped my body when I was out of shape. And when I lost the weight, they still looked amazing and they compressed. And I just started getting my confidence back. And I remember telling him, hey, every woman should feel this way. Like we all go through a time in our lives, like very often where we don't have a good day. We don't feel comfortable. And it's very hard to look in the mirror and not see what we like. So if I can create something that's going to help you go through those moments that you're not okay, and it's going to even hype you more the moments that everything is going great, like I had to do it. So uh, what was the process? I mean, look, I understand. I mean, we, I have a floor-length mirror in my bedroom. Some days I just go, nope, and I avert my eyes and I keep on moving. <laughs> I don't even want to go near that thing. We all do that. And some days we really should go look at it and go, oh, it's time to do something. You know, this is not getting better. Now you're, you know, not only are you getting a little bit bigger, but now your back hurts. I mean, let's face it, you start putting on weight. Other things come with it that are not great. It's not just that you don't feel like you look good. You probably don't feel good either. You know, your back hurts, your hip hurts, you're cranky. You're, you know, there's just so many things that happen, and it's not good to be overweight. It, it just isn't. We all know that, but some people are going to be, and why shouldn't they feel pretty? Why shouldn't they feel good? Why shouldn't they wear clothes that you're like, hey, this feel, I feel sexy. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> so, And that's kind of what you did, isn't it? Yes, and like my mom always used to say, the days that you're having the hardest moments, the days that you don't feel the good, is the day that you look in the mirror, you remind yourself of how pretty you are, of how amazing you are. You put your makeup, you put your favorite pair of clothes, and you're going to go and do something for yourself. And that has always stayed with me. And I feel like we women are a little bit too hard with it, and we should feel that way every day. Yeah, we are, definitely. I don't know why we are, but we I catch myself doing it. It's like, oh, man. Okay, get over it. And and I will do, like your mom said, I'll go deliberately do a bit of self-care because if I don't, it's just too easy to wallow. We shouldn't be wallowing. We should feel good. Yes, we should feel good every day. And it's extremely easy to go into that negative train and the negative thinking. And just to understand, you know, our body is always going to be changing. And that doesn't mean that that change is bad, you know. We have to embrace it, and we have to find ways of making sure that we feel comfortable, that we love in our body, that if you feel that you are a little bit overweight and your body's starting to hurt, that you find the motivation and the discipline to just take you to that level that you want to do. Because no matter how much support you have around you, it's only you who can actually take you there. You need to do the work. And you need to put that as a priority, you know, that self-care is not just putting a face mask and I did five minutes, but it's every day making sure that you are taking care of your body, you are taking care of your emotions and your feelings, and you are nurturing yourself. Exactly. And I have, I was thinking about, you know, this podcast this morning while I was taking a very hot shower because I had gone out barefoot at 4 o'clock in the morning to take a picture of the moon, and it was cold out there, so I jumped in the shower and 
that's always when I do my my deepest thinking. And I remember thinking what you had done and being, you know, so very impressed with just how you did it. And we're going to talk more about that. But I also remember thinking, you know, I was going to put something off, whatever it was. I was like, I'll do it later. And I had a talk with myself, Monica. It's like, you cannot just put something off. It's easy. You're, you know, just go do it. But the thing is, I had to remind myself that, the future is actually now. Every moment, every breath, every thought that we're having, that is our future because we're making decisions about our future by doing or not doing something. And for some reason, I just, you popped into my head when I had that very deep thought. So I thought I would share it with you. <laughs> that's that's great. I'm happy that it helped. And I also do my deep thinking in the shower and all my ideas. Most of us do. And yeah. yeah, I even have like a sticky note in my shower where I write everything. Um, but with what you said, like I'm reading this book that just keeps reminding me that that is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it's really the thoughts that you put in your mind. Like if you every day wake up thinking the same, doing the same actions, you're going to get the same results. And it's, I know we all know this, and I know it might sound cliche, but it's really, if you wake up tomorrow and you put yourself with a different attitude and you wake up thinking, okay, today I'm grateful that I had a good night's bed and I had some delicious dinner last night and now I'm going to have a delicious coffee, and then you have a completely different routine, you're going to start changing also the results. And that's really what's going to take you to the next level that you want to accomplish. Like if you keep doing the same thing, nothing will change. Exactly. And gratitude is such a huge thing that we need to pay attention to. And you mentioned the sticky notes. You know what I do? Because I will try to run the tank dry. I never have been able to run the hot water out, but I have a really good hot water up here. (laughs) But I think in there. I mean, that's where all my really smart ideas come. So I went to Amazon and I bought a box of bathtub crayons and I scribble all over my shower. And then when I'm done, I get out, I take a picture of it after the fog clears. I take a picture of the walls and then I wipe it down and nothing is lost because I used to lose some really terrific ideas. You you get busy, the cat's yelling, somebody's knocking at the door, the phone's ringing, and you forgot all about it. And it was brilliant. So I love your idea of sticky notes. Very smart. Yeah. These are some special wet sticky notes, and it's like a notepad. They can get wet. The the pencil can get wet. So I have it there, and whenever I need to go back to it, I just go to my shower and I look at my notes. There you go. I'm going to get one of those, too. Okay, so what I want you to do now, thank you for the idea. What I want you to do now is really walk us through your process. I mean, you had the accident. You didn't feel well. It sounds like it was this went on for a lot of years. How did you finally get out of pain, by the way, or did you? So I was in pain for three, four years, and I went to California to see my brother-in-law and his wife, And we went to do a basic hike. And in the middle of the hike, my left leg stopped working and stopped shaking and I lost sensation. And that was a moment that it really freaked me out. So I called my doctor and I said, I'm ready for the surgery. I I, like, I can't keep doing this. I'm losing sensation. I'm losing um, strength and control of my left leg. So I did the surgery. It took me, I'm still recovering and this is gonna be two years from the surgery. I still have days that I wake up 
in pain, but I start practicing more things that help me, like gratitude, like making sure that whenever I'm working, that I'm working more often, that I take breaks, that I make sure that I'm eating foods that don't cause me inflammation. And it gets better. And, and understanding the triggers for me, if I don't work out, and this could just be like dancing a song or going for a walk, I am in pain until I strengthen my back again to a point where I'm not going to be in pain that often. So I've come to understand that. I've come to become more gentle. And I've come to set up my entire work area and and my my schedule in a way that it allows me that my back is my priority and I have to move more. I have different areas around the house. And that has really helped me. And it is hard when you're starting a business because you're pretty much – everything in your business when you're first starting. So just trying to find that balance is something that I had to learn. And there's days that I'm great. There's other days that I struggle and I wear my leggings all the time, especially the days that I'm bloated because they are great. And that really helps me. That helps me until I get to that point where my back is completely strong and I feel great. Exactly. So tell us about how, you came to create these leggings and it's not like you had a degree in apparel design or you had created this kind of business before you just knew it was something you really wanted for you for other people you know basically you became a servant leader I think because you knew that other people needed what you had and you set along this journey to create this business. So let's, do you mind walking us through how that happened? Because I found that to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. So it all started with a conversation through dinner where my boyfriend was like, let's just make it happen. Like if you think that every woman could benefit from this legging, let's just figure it out. And I was like, I have, like, I don't know where to start. Like I know how to run a local business, but I don't know how to do an e-commerce store I don't know where to find manufacturers. Like, these leggings that you gave me are great, but they are not perfect. So we went into, we first started doing product research, which took us two or three years. Well, I was testing different leggings. I was going back and forth with different manufacturers. And in the meantime, I just started learning. And I had great mentors. And I had a person in my life who helped me tremendously, giving me all the tools to get started. And I was, just trying to understand, okay, I need a website. What type of website is better? Okay, how do the taxes work for this? How about social media? Like, I am competing with big brands. I'm competing with Lululemon. I'm competing with Fabletics, with great brands that have been established for a long time. And women, when you find a pair of leggings, like, that's it. It's very hard for you to try other stuff. Like, you're very loyal to the brand that you like. So it was very hard, and it's still, like, a learning process to just understand how that is. And then uh, our first manufacturer, we have different manufacturers around the world, is a manufacturer in Brazil, which I really love because our manufacturer in Brazil is mainly a woman, head of household, and they put so much love into creating these leggings. And women know what to create. This is not a guy creating products for women or, like, cutting them. So I wanted to make sure that our leggings were comfortable that our leggings look good and you can wear them at any time, that they will stretch. They will also compress without feeling too tight. And that was easy to mix and match. Like you could wear them at home. You could wear them if you were going out on a date. And I have found myself guilty of not wearing my jeans anymore. And I have great jeans, but I just 
I just feel too comfortable in my leggings. I don't <laughs> not going back to jeans. Yeah, we talked about that in the pre-interview. Look, I love jeans. I always have. But these days, I'm at, you know, I'm in my desk, I'm at my desk chair, I'm at my monitor. Jeans can get uncomfortable. You know, after a while, you realize you cut yourself in half and that button is now imprinted in your abs. <laughs> it's just, they're yes. not, unless you get them a couple sizes too big and who wants that? They just, they're not terrific if you are, you know, trying to bend or stretch. I mean, they look great. I mean, if you've got a body for jeans, God bless you. <laughs> I love jeans. <laughs> but leggings. And you, listen, I'm a girly girl. I love to wear ankle-length skirts and ankle-length dresses, maxi dresses. I love my stilettos. But when I'm working, I'm I'm in leggings or I'm in sweats. And I hate to even admit that I'm in sweats, but I've got to be comfortable. I have to be able to maneuver. I have to be able to, to not be picking something off of my you know waistline or you know just trying to shift to get comfortable in my clothes. I don't have time. I don't think many of us have time these days, so leggings it is. Exactly, and we are actually working right now in the process of bringing leggings that look like jeans, and I have to test leggings, and everybody's like, oh, my God, I like your jeans, and I'm always like, they're not jeans, they're leggings, and they're like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's coming. We're going to be comfortable. We're going to look great. Then if you like, right. now you're going to have leggings. <laughs> okay, sign me up because I want those. <laughs> yes, kind of. So I'm guessing they're going to look a bit like skinny jeans. Yes. All right. They are, yeah, and they're going to look like a little bit clearer and darker. They look just like jeans. You can't guess that they are not. Oh, you've got to send me pictures. Okay, so once you've got, you know, once you got the idea and you started, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I have to ask you, Monica, was there any point where you said, what the heck am I thinking? I can't do this. A hundred percent. And I procrastinating and launching. And I had a friend tell me, just get it out there, just do it. And then you figure out, you treat it, you like, you fix it later. And I didn't know what I was doing. So when I launched, I maybe had only two or three sales, and they were for my friends. And then after that, I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have sales for months. And I was like, what am I doing? I have to figure, and I was like, maybe maybe I just, just should focus on, on the two local business that we have, you know, like what I'm trying to do. And then my friends that had the leggings are like, these are amazing. These are this, like, what can we do to help? Like every woman needs to have these leggings. And so I did have a lot of support, but I start to understand, okay, I need to first, instead of focus on sales, I need to focus on audience, which is still what I'm focusing and making more people know about the brand and show them why we are different. Show them like why you need a pair of not only pants. And it's been a process and there's still times that I'm like, what am I doing? But I just know that I have a mission, and I just know that once you put these leggings on, you love them. And everybody who – I have to say that 90% of the people that have purchased our leggings come back for two, three, four more purchases. So that means that we, we are good. Like, we're in a good path. It just – sometimes it's hard. 
Well, and you said something really interesting a little bit ago that women and men, I know of men who wear the same kind of tidy whities from, you know, practically toddler to death. I mean, whatever their mama put on them is what they're going to keep on wearing, <laughs> which I find interesting. Yeah. But we do fall in love with our brands because, and especially these days as we're shopping more and more online, unless Hanes or Bally or whoever really messed up and changed your your old favorite bra or your old favorite panties, you're going to keep on buying them because you know they're going to fit, they're going to wear well, they're going to do what you want them to do. So are you finding that because you are online and because you are against, you know, the huge like Lulamon and all of those, are you finding that when people come to you and say, oh, my God, I love these, and they come back and buy more, are you finding that that is really where you want to be in your market? You want to really be where people are so comfortable with your stuff that they're going to keep coming and buying different colors and maybe different sizes as their body changes. What are you, what's happening? Yes, exactly. I feel like there's an, I didn't knew that when I said I'm going to make this happen, I was getting in the most competitive market. I had no idea. I just knew that I wanted to do this. And exactly, I want that. I want people to that fell in love with the brand to be able to have everything of the brand. And that's why we launched in December our accessory line where we have T-shirts and hoodies and necklaces just to complement the outfits and make it easier. Because I feel that we women, and that's the main thing about our leggings, there are one pair of leggings that you can use for 10 different outfits, 10 different activities. But we always think that we need to have a different type of outfit. I need leggings for the gym. I need leggings for yoga. I need leggings for home. I need, and it doesn't need to be that way. So I really want people to fall in love with the brand, and I want people to think about this way. What is the worst that can happen if you try a different brand? What is the worst that could happen if you say, you know what, those leggings look cute. They're not Lululemon, but I'm going to try them. And buy them themselves if you want. You know, we always have specials. Like, there's always things happening. But I think that it happens, like you said, with men. It happens a lot. We find a brand and we just stick with it. So I am very grateful that we are in a point where everybody who comes loves the leggings and they just keep buying and keep coming. And I hope that we can, most of our customers feel the same way. And, Again, and you've mentioned this, I think, that they're telling their friends. And word of mouth, honestly, it's slow, but it's almost the best way. It's why, you know, Yelp exists. It's why Amazon reviews exist, because people want to know what was your experience with it. I mean, you know, they don't want you telling them, oh, this is the best, best legging. And, of course, here, this is exactly what you're doing. But why would they trust you? But they trust their friends. You see where I'm going with that? So where where people go, oh, my gosh, these are the best, and they start talking and here, there, and yonder, that's probably where you're going to get your most, I don't know, loyal customers, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it is a bit slow. So you need to get people talking about them. It's like, these are great. So everybody who has <laughs> these start talking. Okay. So tell us what happened from there. You Once you, you found you were going to do this, 
you started the process, you procrastinated. We all do that. You are not <laughs> alone. I'm procrastinating right now on a course that I'm creating about podcasting. I have some experience in podcasting. It should be easy. It's not. It's just not. So I'm procrastinating like an idiot, and I'm really ashamed of myself. But what happened from there? So you started, you know, the process of getting leggings built for you. Probably not the right term, but maybe so. So where did you go from there? So after we got the leggings and we went to, it was a lot of mistakes. Uh, Find uh, somebody who we thought it was a model to take the pictures, then that didn't work out so well. So I started getting very discouraged with not many sales, and I just focused on the other businesses that we already have. And then I understood that this was something that was keeping me up at night, that wasn't just leaving me alone because I knew how passionate I was about it and how much I knew I needed to get this done. So I was able to organize my work for for the other businesses in a way that it free a lot of my time. And I just went 100% full-time into the brand and understanding what the brand needs and understanding that it's little baby steps. So hired a new social media manager, hired a designer, um, somebody to just an assistant, my OBM, and just trying to like invest in other parts of the business that were not just products. And everybody has so much to bring into it that slowly it starts going in a path of, oh, sales are happening more often. Oh, my God, people are posting pictures about the leggings without us asking. They just really love it. They're telling their friends. Um, so it has been a process, but it really started taking off when I was fully committed to making this happen and to put all my time, all my energy into it. But, you know, we talked about this in the pre-interview you had, and you just alluded to it. You had to literally redirect all of your energies from what you were doing with other businesses and then create, I think you told me this, you had to create spaces in your home, you know, where you could work. So different spaces where you weren't kind of stumbling across everything, but everything was in a path. So you knew where you were going and what you were doing. What did that look like? Yes, I because of my back, I have to have different spaces where I can work and I can be creative. And it's a lot of different things. Like sometimes people think you're the CEO of a brand and all you do is tell people what to do. No, you do a no. lot of different things. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> so I took half of our basement and I made that our fulfillment center. And oh. I hire my teenagers to do fulfillment. I um, had a special area of my house to make TikTok videos and reels, which is something I thought I would never do. And that's why you can never say never. And I started doing that for the brand. And I just started prioritizing and delegating the stuff that I felt was necessary for the brand. And honestly, just reaching out to people that I know can help. But, yes, I do have a lot of spaces around the house, and I'm very glad that everybody's very supportive from my boyfriend to my stepkids to everybody around because sometimes they think I'm crazy. Well, that's their job. Okay, so one thing that I think is, is, I think one of the things that is so important is that you are the face of the brand. 
so people can actually see you wearing and moving your own products, which is pretty important because, you know, you want people to understand that, look, I'm wearing them. They're comfortable. They're flexible. So good for you. And trust me, it was not easy. I think during that whole year that we launched and I wasn't getting the results and I was procrastinating, I would barely post anything about the brand. And now I start posting. I think most of my posts are now about the brand. And I didn't feel comfortable. I felt embarrassed. I felt like, who am I to do this? You know, like, I am like, everybody who have in my social media are people that I actually know, our friends, our work um, people are like people in my circle, people I travel and I met. So I was like, I felt like, oh my God, I'm opening to people that know me the best. Like, this is this is scary being the face of the brand. But I now embrace it and I know now that I do wear my products all the time. I'm wearing them right now. Like if I could sleep on them, which I could, but I try not to. I do, like I'm looking into my closet. I'm like, I should just get rid of half of the things because all I wear is NOP. And I love it. So I'm always, people are always asking me, oh, that's your brand? That's your brand? When I go to the other businesses and I'm like, yep, yep. And I just feel now comfortable, but it was not easy to get there. No, it's not. And one thing that entrepreneurs tend to do, because I is one, well, I'm a solopreneur, entrepreneur, I'm not sure what I am, but the thing is, we tend to overthink what we think other people are thinking, and they are not thinking a thing. We need to get over that, and I know that sounded convoluted, but really what other people are thinking about us is just not our business. We need to do what we need to do, do it well, do it with you know joy and compassion, and not try to put words in other people's minds because chances are they're not thinking at all about you. Or if they're all like, well, hey, Monica, how you doing? And then they're off to the grocery store. It's just we really overthink what we, how we think people are observing us. Trust me, they're not. They just want to know, does your product work? Will it look great on me? Does your website work? Is it going to work for me? They just want to know what you can do for them. And I think once you get past that, oh, it's all about me and understand it's not. It's about them and how you serve them. You can avoid some of that procrastination. And I'm giving this talk to myself right now. So just so you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me. (laughs) Yeah, We have to get out of our own way is my point. Yes, we are our worst obstacle, our worst enemy, and we just need to put in our minds that, you know, we deserve the best, We and let's make sure that all our efforts are taking us into that. Exactly. Okay, so what happened after, I mean, you, you went out, you sourced the products, you sourced the material, you made a lot of mistakes. I'm a bit curious, if you don't mind, what were some of the notable mistakes that you made that you can share with our audience so they go, ooh, Okay, I'll be careful to watch for that one. When, for example, one of my biggest mistakes was social media. I went in to look at what the big brands were doing and trying to do the same. And that was a big yeah. no-no. Right. I hired yeah, our, designer our designer to do the social media back then, and she's amazing. But it was the same thing. It wasn't, I just trusted her everything, and I didn't give her any support. I didn't want to like micromanage, but I just trusted that, hey, I just hire her and I'm just going to get new followers 
and new likes and new sales. And that's not how it works. I wasn't sure of what was the content to put right there. So I was like, just, oh, this brand put this. Let's make a post like this. This brand, like there was not really a structure. And then I finally started understanding, okay, what makes us different? What are those brand pillars that we have? Self-care, body positivity, going with the flow. Um, and start posting about that. Start posting about things that people are relatable. Start posting about, hey, I am just like you. And that's why Not Only Pants started. And it's something that actually be, uh, we start filming this series called Coffee and, and Leggings that is going to be in uh, Instagram and IGTV, which is exactly that. It's exactly an area where we're going to be talking about everything that we women go through with no judgment or taboos. And it's all for the brand. And, and that was one of the biggest mistakes also as trying to scale too fast, you know. Um, I have always done Facebook ads. It's something that I've been doing since 2010, Google ads. And it has been a long journey to understand what works and what doesn't work. But understanding that we have our own voice and you need to show your own voice. And once we start doing videos with our own voice and pictures with our own voice, everybody who could relate, start being our friend, start following us, start loving our brand, start trying our brand. So those were some of the mistakes that I made. And I'm sure there's going to be many more mistakes. <laughs> so I will let you know. <laughs> uh, and that's a big one. And I'm glad you caught that because web developers, I am a web developer. I sleep in code. I dream in code. I build websites while I'm washing dishes. <laughs> it's just how my brain works. But I also understand marketing. And I will tell you from the heart that most people who are web developers don't understand a thing about marketing at all. So you really need to have a team of people if you're building a business or whether it's a virtual business, whatever it is, don't have one person do everything. It's just not a good idea. They may be really great in one area, but a little bit substandard in others. It's no, you're not going to hurt their feelings if you say, hey, you know, I need somebody who's a little bit better in this area. They're probably going to be relieved if they're, if they're honest. So find those people. Find the people who know what they're doing. But what you're saying is, you know, that you're the face of the brand, which I think is so important, especially leggings are kind of a personal thing. They, they're from our ankles on up to our waist. They're touching us. They're touching our bodies. We need to mm -hmm. know, are they going to fit? Are they going to be comfortable? Are we going to be pulling them out of areas where they shouldn't be migrating into, you know, that kind of thing. And we want to trust you. We want to see you wearing them and going, oh, wow. And, of course, you're gorgeous. And I'll just tell the audience, you're a very beautiful mm -hmm. girl. And they look terrific on you. And I went and looked at them and said, oh, I want to look like that. <laughs> so, of course, you know, that's, I'm, I want leggings that make me look exactly like you. But the thing is, I mean, you're out there and you're showing, you're telling your story and, you're showing that you have a product that you are in love with, that you created because of your story. And I think that's what's so important for entrepreneurs to understand that the days of, like when I started building websites, it used to be that we didn't have GUI, graphical user interface. All we had was HTML. Nobody cares about mm -hmm. that right now because we all have phones. We all can pull up pictures. That wasn't easy when I first started. It was only about 20 years ago, but it still wasn't easy. So the thing is, you know, everybody, if they did put a picture on their website, it was that, 
you know, very that horrible picture, you know, you're you're in a suit and you're standing with your hand on a leather chair underneath <laughs> the portrait of your grandfather behind you. You look like a banker. It didn't matter who you were. You look like a, you know, banker who had constipation. It was just terrible. Now people want to know who you are. They want to know you, like you, and trust you. And doing what you're doing with social media is a very smart move because you're talking directly to people, to your your potential customers. So good for you. Thank you. And yes, and I'm like, I'm not in, in perfect shape. Like I struggle with bloating. I struggle with, you know, like I'm, there's days I can work out. There's days that I try. There's days I cannot be as active. And I just start to like, okay, I'm going to love my body how it is. And I'm going to just understand that this is a journey, just like the business is a journey. And as long as I focus and enjoying that journey and making sure that I'm doing the best for me, like taking care of myself, eating good food, hiring the right people, I will get to that place I want it to be. But I'm not going to go there all stressed and a bad mood and all anxious. I'm just going to enjoy this and I'm going to embrace it. And I know that I'm going to feel better. My body is going to feel better. And my confidence is going to feel better as well. But mindset is so important. Mindset is just critical. If you wake up crabby, you're probably going to stay crabby unless you immediately start expressing some gratitude and saying, you know what, I got this, off I go. But mindset is yeah. probably the you know, the biggest thing that we all need to pay attention to. So what have I left out? Is there anything else that during this journey that you think is important for our audience to know about? Because you're not done. I mean, you, you're working this, you're making it happen. You know, what happened along the way where you went, oh, that was great, or that wasn't so great? And then tell us what's, you know, kind of coming up. So I think something that I would like them to know is there's always a way. Like, if you feel like you want to do something, there's always a way. You just need to be resourceful. If one way doesn't work, there's another 99 ways that you can make it happen. You just need to make sure that you believe in yourself, even when things are easy. Even when you feel like, what am I doing? Who am I to do this? You know, like, if if this if I can do it, you can do it. It's pretty much like that. And in my case, like, somebody started Lululemon. Somebody started uh, Fabletics. Um, uh, I think the other brand is called Jim Shark. It was started by a boy. Like, hmm. it's... People, yeah, yeah. I think it was like an 18 or 21 year old boy, and now it costs like two billion the company, or something like that. And other humans started great things. Like you have so much to give. Just figure out what is that that you have to give, or what is that that you are passionate about, and just go after it. Exactly. And I hear this all the time, especially in web development. People say, "Oh, well, you know, somebody's already doing it." So that means there's a need for mm-hmm. it. Use your voice, use your talents, use your gifts. You, you know, they're doing their thing. You go do your thing. Sounds easy, but it is easy. Don't yeah. don't try to copy somebody else. Emulate them if you need to. Admire them if you need to. You should. But don't try to copy them because that's disastrous. It won't work. Exactly. And if you think about it, there's Nike, there's Adidas. There's a rebook. They all design the same stuff. There's a need for exactly. it. But right. they are different. Like I know Nike shoes are more narrow than Adidas shoes. 
And I know this because my boyfriend has very thick foot and he ha- he cannot wear Nike. So there is a need for Adidas shoes, but I have very narrow feet. So for me, Nike works perfect. So there is space for everybody. It's just a matter of getting your, getting recognized. And that's what you're working mm-hmm. on now. So what is next for uh, Not Only Pants? What have you got in the works? So we are, wow, there's so much going on. We are finally introducing um, new sizes, which was something extremely hard because the manufacturers that we were working with were have not used to do bigger sizes, and it was oh. months of going back and forth. Yes. Right. I, I didn't even uh, think about that. I guess I just figured, well, this is not smart. But I'm going to say it. I guess I just figured one size fits all. I mean, they're stretchy, right? They are. So apparently, stretchy, I was wrong. Yeah, they they're very stretchy. But for me, it's very important that the front is inclusive, and that no matter your type of body and size, you can wear it. So we are all our new leggings and products are coming all the way to three and four XL, which I'm very excited about. We are. We started testing with recycled material as well, and we're going to have a special legging made 100% of rice, rice, uh, recycled polyester and elastane, which is very exciting. And we are also launching a comfort line, and these are leggings with no compression. Our leggings, they you feel they're extremely light and stretchy, so it feels like you are in your pajamas, but you're wearing leggings. is super soft. And we also developing our jeans leggings. So yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> that I mean that sounds fascinating. So, what's the difference between compression and no compression? I I'm lost. Okay, so the normal leggings that you will buy at the you know and Target or the leggings that you have and all that, they help keep everything tight. You know, without. Some of them, there's some brands that you will put some leggings and you feel like it's like cutting you in half a little bit like the jeans, like they're too tight. The tightness is the compression. Now, these other leggings, yeah, that's what it is. These other leggings will not have that. They are still high-waisted, but they don't have any like uh, tightness in it. And the reason why we designed this is because we want to make sure that not only pants is for every type of woman, and trust me, there are women that don't like compression. And these are more type of a lounge line that you can just wear at home. You can just eat a lot of pizza and don't feel like later the clothes feel tight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, I'm like, it's I Friday, I get to cheat. <laughs> Until you said, I was thinking, you know, you know, I normally eat about once a day around one or two o'clock, and now I'm thinking I need Chinese food. <laughs> the minute you said that, I need Chinese food. <laughs> so, it's funny how words work, isn't it? <laughs> so, okay, so yeah. l- let's go back to how you did this because I mean you have such a fascinating story that you just you had a need, you wanted to do it. How long has this taken you, Monica? How long have you been? working on this this business, this thought that became a business? The thought started in 2016, and I went, I did so many trips going to Brazil and different areas to find manufacturers, and it's been taking me four years 
more. We we launched our store last year, 2000. No, actually in 2019, we launched it in um, July of 2019. And before that, since 2016, it was just figuring out how to do it. It was going back and forth. It was learning about e-commerce, learning about coding, learning about websites, learning about taxes, um, how to set up photo shoots. Um, it was a long journey. It was a but three it really year wasn't. journey before we launched. Yeah, but it really wasn't. I mean, I've seen people who took a decade to launch something. So you did it in pretty short order. I mean, truly, you did. <laughs> so I, it seems like a long time to you, but from where I'm sitting, not so much. So when when you were traveling and you know talking with different manufacturers, what were some of the things that you found that you just said, oh, that's really a great idea, or no, 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 no? I'm guessing cheap materials, poorly cut products. What were you encountering? Yes, materials and mix of materials. A lot of the designs, because I will tell them what they want, what I wanted, and they will put some. I will give them the freedom also to design some of them own and see, you know, what they could bring to the table. And some things were like, there's no way I will wear this. There's no way women are gonna wear this. Like mix leather with other type of things. I'm like, no, let's just keep it simple. Let's just keep it functional and versatile something else in this journey was we talking about my first manufacturers are manufacturing in brazil they don't speak english they are not used to big sizes the bigger size they have is extra large so trying to communicate with them in a language that i had to learn wasn't that easy like i even had an embarrassed moment with a manufacturer and it was good it was a learning process but it was just for they have a different culture and for us just to understand no this is the this is the direction that we're going and we are not going to put orange with leopard with leather and a disco ball at it like that's not going to happen <laughs> so while you were going down this path this very short path I'm going to keep you know kind of drilling that <laughs> at you cuz you did this I think very very quickly um that's just my opinion for what it's worth but did you have periods where people who love you or were concerned about you or, you know, thought they knew better than you just said, what the heck are you thinking? It happens to all of us. Did that happen to you? And if it did, how did you cope with it? What did you do to get around it? I have to say that I have been extremely lucky, blessed, because it didn't happen to me. Everybody was 100% supportive for my parents, my siblings my boyfriend more than anything. My brother takes amazing photography pictures and he's always, do you need me to go there? I have a new collection. What do you want me to do? Let's do this. My, like, my boyfriend is 100% uh, supportive. If I tell him that we need to get a crazy loan, he'll be like, okay, we figure out a way. Like I've been very, very lucky, but I was the one putting thoughts in my mind that maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't do this. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you came, you overcame that. Are you still working? You know, it's imposter syndrome. We all, we all deal with it at some level. So are you still working against that imposter syndrome and saying, Hey Monica, I got this. 
sometimes it's funny because we it's um I relaxed. I'm like, you know what? I got this. I'm going to do this. And who doesn't like it or who thinks that I'm not being genuine, like, please just, the door is right there. You know, like, it's fine. Like, I understood. I am in Colombia. We said um, that we're not a golden coin. So not everybody's going to like us. So I understood that. And I also understand, like, this is my path. I'm going to go through this path. And the people that's going to be around me, it's going to be supportive. And I had to let go of some people in my life. I did have a, a person who I consider a very good friend. And we got reached out by this huge magazine in Europe. And I just couldn't believe it. And I let her, let this friend know. And her thought was like, you? Why would they reach out to you? Like, I mean, I'm happy for you, but like, you just Ouch. like your brand is small. Yes. Mm, that's and too bad. I understood I understood it wasn't me. The problem was her. And I just let it go and I love her and I wish her the best. But I know that when it comes to these little things, they're my to celebrate with the people that I know are generally happy for me. Uh, that just kind of had me grabbing <laughs> my, my chest. That hurt. So yeah. And yes, it happens. It does happen. So what kind of advice would you give somebody who is saying, you know, I need to start this business. I've been thinking about it, whatever it is. You know, maybe it's a, a quick course on skydiving. Maybe it's, you know, I'm going to start a series of telemedicine offices, whatever it is. What advice would you give them since you've been through this and you've gone really you know, I mean, you've done a lot of work on the different things, and you've mentioned them a couple, three times, twice, I think, you know, what you need to learn. What's your best advice for people? I mean, other than go do it. You know, what's what steps should they take immediately to get moving? I think the first step that I will, like, the first thing I will tell them is what if, and don't, don't just keep thinking of your head, I would like to do this and just keep postponing. What is the worst thing that could happen if you try it? What is the worst thing? Like you need to believe in yourself and you need to just give yourself that chance of I'm going to try. And if it doesn't work, it's not a failure. It's a learning process. And I will focus on something else or I will figure out a different way to do it. If you want to start your own business, it could be a course. It could be you want to write a book. You want to Whatever it it is that you want to do, look online. Google. Google is a great tool. YouTube is a great tool. How five steps to get started with creating my own website. You know, open social media so easy. Open an account and start giving value to people. If you want to do a course about health, start giving free value to people. Start growing your audience. Start like giving. That once you start giving, you will receive. It will happen naturally. But honestly, we owe our own to ourselves to just give it a try. There's nothing bad that's going to happen if you just try. Exactly. And the other part of that question would be, well, what will happen if I don't do this? And that's mm-hmm. when you really need to think about, it's like, well, you know, I've got this idea. I've had this idea for a long, long time. I think I can serve a lot of people what will happen if I don't show up for them? So that's something you should be asking as well, don't you think? Exactly. And asking yourself, 
And I did this. This idea about not only pants was in my head for a long time. I will wake up every day thinking about it. If you can stop thinking about it, if it's something that is taking your sleep away, it's something that it's close to your heart, just do it because there's nothing wrong. There's nothing worse than living with the idea of what if. What if I have done this? What if I had tried this? And if I think something else that you need to keep in mind is if it doesn't work the first time, it doesn't mean that's not going to work at all. It just means that you need to take a step back and try a different way. Nowadays, you can sell anything. You can do anything. You just need to have conviction. You just need to have consistency. And you just need to go and try it. Exactly. So when people are coming to you, and I'm guessing, I don't know this, I'm guessing that that people come to you and say, wow, you did this. It's amazing. Can you advise us? Did, when they when people come to you, what advice do you give them? So I have some people, for example, reaching to me on Facebook and telling me, hey, I want to start my own uh, clothing brand. How do I start? You know, or I want to start my own podcast. How do I start? So I really think that you need to ask yourself, why do you want to start it? And what are the steps that you think that you need to do to get started? If you don't know the steps, start researching. Start researching researching what there is out there. How could you do something that's different? Um, and just give it a try. Like, like I said, YouTube is amazing. Uh, my boyfriend is into photography, and he is always helping me with the videos and the lighting and all that. So he's Googling, what's the best way to set up lighting? What are the tools that I need to do this? What are the tools that I need to edit this? Like now we have the free resources that we didn't have 10 years ago. 15 exactly. When I, That's true. When I start, yeah, when I started doing marketing and websites, YouTube wasn't there. I had to go into forums and learn how to code as well. I had to like directly reach out to Google and be like, hey, I want to do Google Ads and a partnership. And there wasn't the tools that we have now. So take advantage of those tools and ask. If you know somebody who is doing something similar, you have nothing to lose with sending them a message. And if they don't reply, that's fine. Go to the next person and next person. There's always a kind of person that will help and lend you a hand. That's absolutely correct. Listen, I have known many, many entrepreneurs, and I find that 99% of them are very interested in, in you succeeding. It doesn't care if you know, They don't care if you are doing exactly what they're doing. They, they're already doing their thing. They're already successful. They don't have any – they don't want to see you fail just because they're a little bit jealous. Most entrepreneurs are going to say, sure. Some may say, look, I'll be able to coach you, but it's 500 bucks an hour. Well, if you can't afford the $500 an hour, move on. But my experience, most people mm-hmm. are going to say, sure, I'll, you know, I'll talk with you a little bit and see if I can help. So just ask. Don't ever not ask because most of us are willing to help you out if we can. Exactly. Exactly. I'm here because first, I believe in myself. Second, I had people around me that believed in me. And third, I had somebody that said, I am doing what you want to do. I help you. And he mentored me and he gave me all the tools. And I am so grateful for him. And we are very good friends. And, and, I know that there's so much more people like him. And like you said, just ask. 
Yeah. Exactly. Well, we, wow, this is a quick 60 minutes. Um, is there anything <laughs> else you want? I told you it would be. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience before I let you go? No, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening, for tuning in. If you are somebody who wants to start something and you don't know, like feel free to send me a message on Instagram or reach out to me. Like if I can help, I will gladly help. Okay, and that leads me to where can people find you? <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram as Monica Delgado B, or you can just find me on Instagram and Facebook at Not Only Fence. What about your website? My website is notonlypens.com. Super easy. <laughs> yes. And I forgot to ask you, and I meant to, where did you get the name Not Only Pants? Well, that's a funny story, so I'm going to try to make it quick. Um, oh, we've got about three minutes. Talk all you need. Okay, good. <laughs> so the original name was going to be Moy, which means beautiful in Dutch. But then I realized that people were not going to be able to pronounce it, and they were going to say moo. So we didn't want that. My boyfriend was in the Netherlands going for a UFC fight, and he was walking to a cafe, and the cafe was called NOC, which meant not only coffee. So he called me. He's like, oh, my God, I got the name for the brand. And I was like, what? Not only pants. And I'm like, what? No way. He's like, yeah, first, it's not just about the leggings. It's about the feeling of how women feel. Second, you want to bring more products. You want to have shorts. You want to have T-shirts. So it's perfect. So I thought about it for a long time. And then I said, how about no, just pants? And he was like, no, just think about it. And his stubbornness won. <laughs> and that's where not, not only pants came. And I love it. I love it. I feel so unique. I feel that it represents what we are. And everything happens for a reason. There was a reason why he had to be in front of that cafe all the way in Europe. Exactly. And I think you mentioned to me that you know, people are saying, Dutch, what do you mean? You're half Dutch and half Colombian, is that right? Yes. I was born in Colombia, and I grew up uh, with my mother and my stepdad in the Netherlands, and Dutch gotcha. was my first language. That's. I remember you telling me that. I just wanted to clear that up because people are going to say, well, why Dutch? <laughs> so here we got that yeah, covered. Why would, you, why would you pick a Dutch name for your brand? So, yes, I am in love with Dutch culture, and it's super close to my heart, just as I'm in love with Colombian culture. There you go. Monica, thank you. It has been wonderful speaking with you. And I'm, I love your energy and your passion <laughs> and the conviction that you, you share about your business. And I love my brand new leggings. They're on my desk. I can't wait to try them on. And I'm going to take pictures of them before I try them on because there are no pictures of me on the internet. And I'll post those all over the place because these are really beautiful. So thank you. And there's a little necklace in there too. So thank you for that as well. And I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with our guests and you know our you are my guest with our audience and for all of the wonderful tips and the advice that you shared with the audience. So before we say goodbye, I would like to to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes and honestly anywhere else you consume your business podcasts. I found out recently that you can listen to your partner in Success Radio on Amazon Prime and now also on Audible. Go figure. 
It was very exciting to figure that out. Uh, No, I pet myself on the head all night last night. I gave myself a headache. So just look for your partner in Success Radio and take us along on your success journey. Monica, thank you so much. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.